What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey everybody, it's In The Clinch MMA Podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. I want to thank you all for listening, and uh, please make sure and subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to us on. I, I know we've got some new listeners recently, so definitely want to thank you for listening. And if you haven't done so already, if you could leave us a five-star review, that would really help uh, help grow the network. And um, and yeah, and, and I hope you like what you're hearing, and please send us feedback. Uh, we'll, we'll give our Twitter DMs at the end of the show, but um the uh yeah the we got a big show uh big big uh, lots of stuff going on in in mma we got a couple shows we're going to look back on and big weekend coming up um and uh i guess ryan first off let's uh let's talk about this one show um on uh amazon now did you watch it i, I was on I, I had a had a lot of stuff going on friday night so unfortunately i missed it and i haven't i've been so busy the last probably four to five days that I haven't even had a chance to go back and look at it, but I, I definitely want to go back and look at some of the highlights from reading, from hearing about it. Yeah, me too. Um, I kind of forgot about it. And then I did actually have time. I could have watched it today and uh, I just didn't even think of it. Like, um, but I definitely do want to watch cause I'm looking at the results right now and it's pretty interesting. Um, Demetrius Johnson uh, retained the flyweight title or I guess yeah, it's there. It's they call it the bantamweight, but it's basically like the flyweight title because they don't they don't do the weight cuts. Um, but uh, over Adriana Marais in the uh, in the main event, and uh, also probably of interest to American fans um, is uh, Sage Northcutt returning and getting a 39 second submission uh, over Ahmed Mushtaba. Now I did see the... clips of that on uh, on uh, Twitter because it's how do he look? So short. 
he he got I think he either got rocked or dropped. I can't remember. Like in the first ten seconds, and oh, then wow. they went and then they went right to the ground, and he got the heel hook, heel hook. So it's kind of just super quick. But but I mean, he he got hurt early. But uh, did he like? Covered. Did he look physically the same? Different? He, he looked physically the same. Okay. Just, you know, ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't think I don't know if they do drug testing over there. So um, I don't but, think. Uh, so, yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> See some of those guys, guys who oh, fight no. oh, yeah. the, over there. I don't think so. Um, now you had said in in the notes um, that we should talk about uh, Demetrius Johnson's future. So is is his contract up with them? I, I don't know if his contract is up, but he was heavily. He's there's a lot of talk of him uh, retiring. Retiring. Oh, okay. And he okay. Even, uh, he even, I think, uh, I mean, he might have been on Ariel's show today. I think it was, I think it was Ariel's show, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't say that for sure because I don't remember, but I know he made some comments today and it was likely on Ariel, Ariel's show. I don't remember exactly who was on it, on it, but, uh, that he's going to be consulting with Habib and GSP about retirement and, and all that. And he kind of seems, this kind of felt like the end of the road for him in one. So to so to speak, yeah. it was the trilogy fight with with arguably one's second best lighter lighter weight fighter. There's nobody really else else in that division division, and and he avenged the loss. So I don't know, it just kind of just seemed like you know there's nothing left for him over there over there. So and, you know he has no desire to fight for the UFC again or fight elsewhere. Okay. elsewhere. That was my so, next question. Like if you think like would they. Would UFC try to make him an offer? Because I, I would think like there'd be a lot of interest in in a fight between him and like Brandon Moreno. I think they'd be more interested in him than he would be interested in going back. Okay, so, well that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, he he wanted out of there for a long time, and I just he's I just pretty happy just playing video games on Twitch, right? And like probably yeah. training and yeah, yeah, and he probably got paid a ton of money, ton of money by one, so he's probably not desperate for the money for the money and you know does does never come uh, come off like somebody who's fighting for money more, more so fighting for like legacy and stuff like that so i just i don't i think it would not surprise me if this was his last fight hmm. interesting um well if it if that is it uh hopefully he 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 goes into the UFC Hall of Fame uh someday because he definitely deserves it and he does i just yes. uh, i assume they're on good terms so yeah, um, all right, this. and uh, and then I would, uh, of course, I, I would say you know maybe it might be okay. I don't know about good. I don't think bad, but it's it's just eh, and water under the bridge now. Okay, I hope so because yeah, he he helped uh, you know the, he set that uh, bantamweight and um, and flyweight divisions. He helped get them going. You know, back in you know ten years ago. Um, and and really one of the most dominant pound for pound fighters that they've ever had for five or six year period there. Um, all right, and then the big event, of course, this past weekend was uh, UFC 288. And uh, depending on who you talk to, uh, one of the worst shows of all time, but not really, but definitely the worst, you know, um, main card UFC pay per view in probably at least since going back to the pandemic. Eh? Um, yeah, I can't think of yeah, one. I can't, that, I can't think of one that. That you know, this was just kind of just. I mean, other than other, other than a few moments, was some of these just, Apex shows. I think you, I remember that one you had like three fights in a row that were just terrible. That that card yeah, was worse. Well, I'm talking about like strictly yeah. pay per views. It 
it, you know, I can't remember one that was, you know, kind of on this kind of low level ish. So to say. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a couple good fights, I thought. Like, you had a nice finish in the women's fight. And the main event was, I mean, it was a good fight. Um, it wasn't anything you need to go out of your way to see. No. Um, it was close, and, and it was, you know, technical, I suppose. The co-main was, was terrible. And uh, what was the other one that you thought was bad? The Jordan Gracie? Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, was- yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, Gracie looked like he didn't even belong. Like I, I, you know, which, you know, they kind of talked about it during the fight too. Like just his skill level is just not there for a high level MMA fighter. No, no, not at all. He can't, he can't strike. Uh, I mean, granted he was, you know, he was fighting for the first time in shit, you know, almost four years, but just, he's got nothing on the feet and, and you know a lot of these guys are too good of wrestlers to be just taken down. So he he was resorting to a lot of guard pulling, and it really wasn't working out. And to his credit, Charles Jordan is like a black belt in jujitsu, so he's very yeah. well versed on the ground. On the ground, but yeah, just Gracie just looked just lost out there, like a novice. I mean, if you're talking about the whole card, I mean the prelims were pretty good. So um, you know they they kind of saved this, in my opinion, from being a total thumbs down show. But if you're just talking about the uh, the main card, it's definitely thumbs down. And I think mo- most people probably just watched the the main card. Um, now uh, we'll talk about this main event. Um, I thought like I was DMing you during the fight, and uh, I was panicking. Um, and, and I'll tell you why because in the uh, at the beginning of the pay-per-view, they put up, they always do this, right? They, they put up these, like the long shot parlays and uh, they, they had the three long shots in the top three fights or the underdogs and Jan Janan, Bilal Muhammad and Aljamain Sterling. And if you bet on all three of them, a hundred dollar bet will win you. Like, I think they said $950. I'm like, those three could win. And so like, I was like, I'm going to throw $50 on this. Right. So I put $50 and I would have won like 400 and I think it was $463. So Jan wins and, and spoiler alert. And then Bilal wins. And then I'm like, man, you know, I've got Sterling wins. I, you know, I'm going to win this 500 bucks. And, uh, and then, uh, I'm thinking maybe I should just do a, um, like a hedge bet and bet on Cejudo. And then that way I guarantee us a profit, but not as big of a profit. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to let it ride. So then I'm watching the fight and this fight is so close in my opinion. And I don't know if you have the same opinion. Well, you, I'll get your thoughts in a second, but I'm like, I had Cejudo up 29, 28 after the third. And then I had it tied after the fourth. And I, so I think it was at the beginning of the fourth, I looked at the live odds and it was basically 50, 50. And it's like, man, I, I should put this bet down now because I have a feeling that this is going to be a split decision and this is going to be really close and either guy could win. Whether or not I thought Sterling was winning or Cejudo was winning, like I have no idea what the judges are going to say. So I better put a bet down. So I put, I actually put 200 bucks on Cejudo so that now my profit's only 250 if I win my parlay, but then at least I get a profit if Cejudo wins. And as it turned out, Sterling won a split decision um 48 47 across the board except one one judge had it for Cejudo I scored at 48 47 for Cejudo but if you ask me who won the fight I would have said Sterling but just the way the scorecards worked it you know it, I had Cejudo barely edging out a couple of those rounds um you I think had it 49 46 Sterling right yep, yep okay and and you pretty confident in that 
I watched it a second time. The second time I watched it, I had it 48-47 Sterling. I still okay. think he, I still think he won. I thought the second round was super close. Super yeah. close. And a lot of people thought the third round, third round was close, but watching it watching it twice and reading my notes, I'm like, this not really that close. I mean, Sterling Sterling did more damage and landed more throughout the round. And I think a lot of people wanted to wanted to give Sahuda the third because he got the late takedown late takedown, but you still got a you still got a the number one criteria yeah, uh, criteria in score and, and I think this is where now a lot of the feedback, you know, during the fight about all this, I think, you know, a lot of the the hatred or the hate messages you get for scoring fight scoring fights, a lot of it is due to popularity of fighters or yeah. you know, and and then there was a lot of Sahuda fans and a lot of people who hate Sterling, so so you kind of just gotta ignore the noise that people are sending you. I didn't get any hate for my scores. Uh, I did. I, okay, I, got, yeah. I got a lot. I got a lot, and I could tell it was just pe- and it was all people yeah. who just didn't care for Sterling. Sterling. I mean, he's got a very, he's got a very, you know, I don't, you know, I don't under, I don't know if it's the Piotr Jan thing with the knee. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think he did anything wrong wrong in that but there's he gets a lot more hate than he should should and we'll talk I about have a it theory and i don't want to bring any kind of certain things into it okay into then it, i won't so. tell you my theory because <laughs> i what think is your I know, theory? well i the ufc fan base is a bunch of racist pricks. yep okay we can stop yeah. there yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and that's it and, and it doesn't and apply to but it doesn't and I will apply say, to, ultimate, it doesn't apply to all black fighters but it seems no to no apply to but him. he's a he's him, a confident black man yeah and and that's it you know he's a trash talking like he's like a basketball player yeah like you know like uh um what's it alan iverson like he totally reminds me of alvin alan iverson um and and he's confident and he's not afraid to speak his mind and the ufc the typical ufc fan doesn't like that and and that's it like you know and uh and and Cejudo was you know he's not the most popular guy in the world either um you know like these might be two of the most hated guys in the division um although i think the three years off helped Cejudo because when he was at the height of his popularity people absolutely hated him um you know and now sterling's kind of taken over that mantle of of you know most hated i mean He's not maybe, yeah, maybe most hated in the UFC. Like it's hard to say. He used to be Jones, but people seem to like him now. Um, but yeah, I, I um, you know, and and now it's like, we'll we'll talk about this in our in our um, question of the week. But like, I think that there's the people that already hate him, they had more reason to hate him after this. And and if yeah. you liked him, then you had more reason to like him after this. So I don't know. It's, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but uh, but again, but back to it. I thought he uh, thought Sterling very clearly won round one. Uh, yeah. Round two was was uh, either either way, either way. I, you know, I scored on initially. I scored it for Sterling because he was doing more damage when he was landing. You know, and the number one criteria is damage with uh, dominance and duration. You know, two two and three, two and three on that. So. It, and the third, you know, Sterling landed way more. He did more with his, with his grappling, and he landed. He was doing more damage throughout the fight. Let's just put it to you, put it that way. And I thought that was a different difference. You know, if you actually paid attention to the strikes, he was landing harder strikes uh, than Suhudo. Suhudo, Suhudo very clearly won the fifth. And I don't know what what Derek Cleary was uh, 
watching and he turns out his scorecard was the difference because he gave Sterling the fifth round and I don't see how that's possible. But uh so if he yeah. so if he scored the fifth first Cejudo, Cejudo's a champ. Yep, yep. Yeah. Very close. It is a very close close fight. And I think if you I think if you judge it overall, I think Sterling won overall yes. overall yeah. if you were to judge, you know, do the whole pride rules thing. But uh but with this ten pound must, I mean everything was super close, but but yeah, I think the the right guy won, and you know I wouldn't mind seeing these two fight again. To be honest, no. Can you go back to what you said about the second? Now, when you because you were talking about one guy hitting harder and doing more damage, was that Cejudo? No, that's Sterling. See, and I had the exact opposite thought. <laughs> believe it or not, like I because I even in my little notes that I took, I had Cejudo's strikes look like they had more impact. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so I don't know. It was super yes. close. Cejudo landed a lot of leg kicks in that, whereas Sterling was yeah, you know, and landing I, more punches and yeah. and really, really the, the the more damage, the most damaging blows in that round was the body kicks, and you could really hear the body kicks whenever Sterling was landing far more probably, than, yeah, far more than Cejudo was landing anything. The other thing that I think hurt Sterling, at least certainly for the fans, and I don't know about the judges, but there was a couple times when he was like um, on his back and like kind of like scooting away and like just looked like he was kind of afraid to be on the ground or, you know what I mean? And it was just like, it was a bad look. And yeah. the, the, the announcers even talked about that. So yeah. I, I yeah, think you see I'll... that and you kind of think he's, he's in more trouble than he actually is. Yeah. There was also times where he was in control on the ground and Cejudo was grabbing the fence. So, you Oh know, yeah. And, yeah. So, and he didn't even get warned. Nope. I was, yeah, no, Herb Dean, he's lost it. I'm, um <laughs> he he has his good days and bad days and he's more bad than good these days yeah yep. yeah um yeah so that was that i mean like i said it wasn't a classic fight or anything but it was definitely a championship level fight and uh and yeah and cejudo after the fight you know he kind of he took off his gloves kind of looked like he might be thinking about retiring but you know yeah his i think his mindset is like if he's not fighting for a title he doesn't really want to be fighting he 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 came out today saying that he wants to continue. Oh, good, to, good. He said on social media, and he wants to fight Marab Devajvili next. And no, that's to, a good fight. And he wants that fight on the same card as uh, as Sterling against uh, Sean O'Malley, which August nineteenth, right? That's that's what UFC wants. Yeah, yeah that's the that date was. they kept talking about because it was the date he won the Olympic medal, and yeah. uh, and it and there's a UFC pay per view on that date. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a. Uh, We'll get into to, but yeah, yeah August nineteenth. That's what the UFC wants as far as uh, Sterling and O'Malley. Sterling was saying after the fight September. I don't yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see yeah. about that one. So. And that's and that and that was the other thing from the post fight was uh, Sterling and uh, and uh, 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 Sugar Shane uh, had a Sean, dust up. Yeah. Sean, yeah, they they got into it in the cage and. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but O'Malley looked like he may, you know, have been on something. Uh, I don't know. He but... smokes weed and he drinks. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. He was. Uh, he he was. He was did in see... another world. Another <laughs> did world. You, did you see Marab in the? Yeah. He took the. He took Sean O'Malley's took the jacket, jacket and, and yeah. put it on and climbed on top of the cage and that was a what whole, a troll whole record. Like, <laughs> Marab's hilarious. 
Like, yeah, but she, but like, yeah, no, Mally was pissed, and I mean, yeah. they almost this was almost like Khabib and uh, Connor, like they yeah. were. These guys do not like each other. Yeah, Dana said it was a mistake to bring bring him in, and people were calling were calling it, you know, oh, you know, and even Sterling WWE, said this. Yeah. Said this. Oh, I guess we're doing WWE now, and I go like, you guys aren't doing WWE. You're trying to be Connor. All yeah, well, are. that's yeah, exactly. It was Connor Khabib. <laughs> Um, but I mean, there'll be a lot. I mean, I know watching that, like, I'm like, okay, this is going to sell some, sell some pay-per-views Yeah. like, you know, and, uh, you know, so good for them. They're both Sterling is, he's coming into it as, as a character, you know, what, what I hate using that word when you're talking about fighters, but, um, you know, his personality, you know, he's ticking the right boxes and, and I got to say like the way he won, it just plays into the story. And, uh, you know, and, and yeah, and, and uh, I don't, do you want to do the, the thing now or do you want to wait till after the recap? No, do the question of the week before we go into anything Okay. Else. So your question. Since it ties into them. Yeah. The, the, so your question of the week is where does Aljamain Sterling rank among the all-time bantamweights? Now, when you talk about all-time, are you talking just UFC or, or are you including WEC and, and other promotions? Well, yeah, I mean, WEC is an extension of, of yeah. UFC. So, but but even, so, you know, you can even talk about, you know, like Pride Belt, and, yeah. and, and Bellator. Pride, Pride, didn't, Pride didn't have anything below 155. So. Or uh, Dream. Yeah. Because the one guy that I would consider, I wouldn't necessarily put him at the top, but Bibiano Fernandez. Yeah, I would say that, but I think his yeah. career is hurt by the fact that he, he didn't fight yeah. in Bellator or UFC. Yeah, he almost made it to UFC, UFC, but I mean, was he really facing the highest level of competition? This no, no. I, I see. My thing is, I don't even have Sterling at the top of the current bantamweights. Um, I think Marab's better than him, but um, you know, but I mean, you got to base it on what you've seen, and realistically, you probably. I have Cruz and Dillashaw both ahead of Sterling for sure. Yeah, yeah, I I would not argue Cruz. Cruz. I mean, the one thing that hurts Cruz, Cruz was all those years of the injuries and the inact yeah. activity. But when he was, when he was fighting, he was one of the best uh, pound for pound fighters in the world. But uh, let me throw some numbers at you real quick. Real quick, Aljamain Sterling, 14, 14 UFC wins, most all time at bantamweight. Okay. Uh, let's see. He's got, he's he's got six finishes, which is tied for fifth. Bantamweight, um, nine nine straight wins, most most uh, longest win streak in UFC bantamweight history. Okay, uh, uh, four four title fight wins. I mean that's tied with Hinn and Brown, Dominic Cruz, and uh, second, TJ right? Yeah, TJ Dillashaw had five. Yeah, five. You know, uh, most control time. You know, most total fight time. Fight time. Okay. You know, stuff like that. Can I get? Can I give you the counter to that? Yeah, uh, Peter Yan. Yeah. He got he got lucky in by, oh, by no, having yeah. Yan get DQ'd. Uh, then he won a split decision that most people, a lot of people, think he lost. Then he beat a guy with one arm, and then he won, won another fight that a lot of people uh, think. He oh lost. no, no, no! I'm not. Uh, I'm not arguing. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. arguing, but but I'm not I mean, and, this, but I think yeah. I think he needs to be at least in the conversation. Oh, I do, I do, and but that's yeah. why I think it plays into the story so great because he's winning these fights. And he can yeah. say he's winning these fights. And when you look, like I, I pulled up the um, the uh, fight matrix, and I did my list before that. And and it's funny because the fight matrix had the top two as Cruz and Dillashaw, but then they've got number three as as Sterling. Yeah. And uh, just ahead of Hennon Barrow, which I think a lot of people forget about, but he was pretty dominant there for a while. 
And then the one guy from until he got usarded exactly. And then the one guy from WEC that everyone forgets about is Miguel Torres. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He just yeah he Miguel Torres yeah great and he was one of my early favorite fighters. But it, you know I think I think the fact that his UFC career just never panned out hurt right. Hurt and then the Faber I think is another one that a lot of people would mention. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because he had a lot more. It's crazy that Faber, you know, he spent all this time as featherweight and featherweight champion, and he, he arguably had more success at 135 than yep. he did at 145, though he never became a champion. And even, like, a guy who we wouldn't even put in this conversation, but I honestly think he might have been better than Sterling at his peak at bantamweight was Jose Aldo. But it just, you know, like, he was so good at bantamweight there for a little while, but he just was getting, you know, I mean, like, is the matchmaking. Like, I think he only had five fights at Bantamweight. So yeah, he looked to... so good there for a couple of his fights. Um, though. Yeah, lost yeah. lost two of them. So he... Yeah, I know. but I, Or three of them. Him. Three of them. I think he was three and three. And Marlon Moraes is another one that, you know, you can talk about from like, yeah. uh, you know, PFL or, or World Series. and But then when he got to UFC, it kind of fell apart. And I think Peter Yan is hurt by, you know, just the... You know, the losses to Sterling, even yeah. though, like, if, you know, if the split decision had gone his way and if he hadn't been DQ'd, all of a sudden we're talking about him as, like, top three of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, but, yeah, it's an interesting thing. And I think when all is said and done, you know, like, two more wins, you might be putting Aljamain Sterling at the top of this list. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and don't, uh, don't know that he has two more band and white fights in him, though. That's, yeah, well, maybe a rematch with Cejudo, right? And then... Yeah, I mean, obviously we're doing the O'Malley fight next, and I think yeah. I do, I do think I do believe, I do believe Sterling say Sterling when he says that O'Malley fight wins that, and then he's moving up. I do think he's sincere in that because because he when you look at him in Cejudo standing in there, like Sterling was massive. Like, how does yeah. that guy make one thirty five? Kind of kind of deal. And he made one thirty four. So I, I loved uh, when they asked. Um, Cejudo, would you consider going to 125? And he kind of looks at me, laughs. He's like, I'm short, but I'm beef. <laughs> he said, look at me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm jacked. I can't remember exactly the word he used, but, but I laughed. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, 30, he's 36. You know, he had that history of having trouble making 125. Yeah. And then he got consistent to where he was he was making it. And then he made the move to 135. And I I always thought along. Once he made that move to 135, he was to, his days at 125 were done. And especially as you get older and it's harder to do. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so the co-main was, uh, not a very good fight. 
um Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns um we had a we disagreed on this I thought it was a lot closer than you did although I thought Bilal Muhammad won all five rounds <laughs> like I no question there I don't I didn't even like I shouldn't say I didn't consider giving Burns any other rounds. Well, I didn't, but there were times during the rounds where I thought I was going to be giving it to Burns, and then Muhammad kind of pulled it out at the end on a couple of the rounds. So, like, I thought, like, I thought three of the five rounds were were fairly close. You clearly disagreed. Um, you thought it was pretty much like no question, easy fifty forty five, and and it wasn't close. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was easy 50-45, not close. Uh, I mean, this was five rounds because of it being a title eliminator, basically. Yeah. And if I did not need five rounds, it was, I mean, you could tell you could tell both these guys were, were it was short notice. And yeah. Both, and both of them were hurt coming into the fight fight it just all the the whole thing you know i get rushed in this fight because you needed a new co-main co-main event you needed something something but neither one of these guys were really prepared to fight to fight i mean so this reminded me of one of the fights that masvidal did on short notice i remember and but you putting like masvidal in the burns role it was the the usman fight the first Usman. yeah yeah yeah, where, you know, like both guys just, you know, like neither one of them were probably wanting to even fight, but, you know, they needed a main event. So they fought and, uh, and, and they held, might as well held in there, but he was, no, he had no business being in there. And that's what it felt like for Burns. Like yeah. he was fighting for, with one arm for the last four rounds. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, yeah. And, uh, and Muhammad, uh, he had an ankle injury that, yeah. and, and all that. Well, he was still kicking with that, yeah. that ankle and he, you know what? He, you got to give him credit. He never got tired, even no, even no. with the short no, short notice. So that guy's cardio is. Burns didn't else. look tired either. He just looked like defeated. He was slow. He was the after the first round. He was slow. He looked like he did look like a guy who had fought a month ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll grant you that. But I mean, he didn't look any like if you put you put the fifth round or the, or the second round, like you can't tell the difference. Like he just like, after he got hurt, like he was just out there and he was, you know, just going to gut it through, you know, this yeah. is like, it's like, a, it's like a, a basketball team that's down like 35 points, but they're going to so, play to the end. You know, <laughs> like, so I, I do hope Gilbert Burns learned something from this yeah. because, because Dana's always talking about, he gets done fighting. And then a day later, he's trying to get, you know, a fight, another fight in two weeks in two weeks. And I, and it's just, and it's like, dude, look what, look what it did to you. I mean, you didn't even take all the, all that much damage in the Masvidal fight, but all that training training, like these, he was clearly overtrained and, and he, I, you know, that shoulder injury, I think that was pre-existing, pre-existing. It was very clear, you know, it was kind of pre-existing the way it just kind of happened so quickly and on such a innocent kind of move. Yeah. Move and all that. So these, it this just it was not. It was this was a boring fight. We'll put it to you that yeah. way. Wasn't yeah, it? Was. It was. Yeah. It was just. I mean, I, I, I he, will say that I wasn't expecting much from this fight. So yeah. it kind of lived down to my expectations. Like I was yeah. expecting a fight like this. To be honest with you. Yeah, a lot of people weren't were expecting much more of it. I I feel um, like it was kind of, you know, some of those people kind of just overplayed it. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then uh, the, the, I thought the 
I thought the the best fight on the main card was the you know Jan and Andrade, but um, you know they didn't get fight of the night. But um, this was just like two minutes and twenty seconds of I I said in our Discord that you know Jessica Andrade just went out there and it was like okay I'm either gonna knock you out or you're gonna knock me out, but we're this ain't lasting long. Um, like <laughs> she was just throwing with wild abandon you know and and like kind of like a john lineker or something you know like yeah. and 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 then she got nailed and uh and and jan you know got the biggest win of her career and probably got a title shot um and it was just like i was not expecting this like i figured there was a good chance that one of them was gonna get knocked out but i wasn't expecting like you don't oh. usually see this from two like high level fighters you know that one of them is just gonna decide okay let's let's just do this where here's the thing here's the thing about it i think andrage fought like that because uh jan had not shown any kind of power whatsoever whatsoever so i feel like it was a surprise i mean jan every single fight she she had won let's see yeah all decisions yeah yeah all decisions all decisions coming into the coming this her first finish that's funny because in my head like if you'd asked me i would have thought she had a lot of decisions uh, or a lot of finishes but you know i mean she had finishes in her you know in in her pre-ufc career but But i didn't see those first ones so i mean i think andrage had the great game plan of just blitzing her and trying to finish her but yeah jan got the got that right hand and it landed perfectly perfectly and just yeah very impressive and i mean Dana was glowing about wanting to do Wei Li and Yan in China. Oh, yeah. In China. Oh, that, so, that would be so huge. Yeah. Um, they could probably like I don't know how big those buildings are over there, but <laughs> they can sell a lot of tickets, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, get get like a thing like we had this weekend in WWE. Um the uh yeah, that was that was great. Um and and yeah, and Yan was so happy and uh you know and Andrage, you know, that's kind of brings her down a peg. Um because usually she wins these fights. Um, you know, and, and she didn't win this uh, one. I mean it was her third fight, so third fight since January, so third fight in yeah, less than four months. It's it, she'd been very active and bouncing between weight classes, weight classes. I think it just kind of caught up to her here. Yeah, it's not not easy. Um, and then I guess the other thing we we talked about. Yeah, about the, we can go to the we can go to the three stars now. Okay, let's uh, let's do it then. Uh, you want to uh, go? Yeah. Uh, since I'm going to save save a couple for you, I'm going to my first one. I'm going to give to Jan Zionen just for that finish over Jessica Andrade and the fact it was her her first UFC finish and kind of basically to me unexpected. And just a great finish, great knockout. So uh, the, she's going to get my first one. My second one, I'm going to go to Ikram Alaskarov. Uh, Phil Halls was was hurting him early. And early? Just, it only went 210. It only went 210. <laughs> but, the, but that yeah. first about a minute 50, yeah, all, yeah. Halls just kind of hurting him. And then all of a sudden, Alaskarov just lands, lands a perfect punch that put Phil Halls just to sleep, to sleep. And... And uh, yeah, that was a great finish. And my third one, I'm going to give to Parker Porter. Uh, first of all, his opponent Braxton Smith. Like, talk about somebody who is not even close oh, to being UFC ready. Like, he looked bad, and he looked like he could only last about 90 seconds. But you got to give credit to Porter. Uh, and I want to speak on something he said too. But you got to give credit to Porter. He looked in great shape, and he weathered. 
the early storm and just kind of just dominated it and ran through Braxton Smith. And after the fight, he said something, he said something that, you know, we talk about a lot. He talked about how this was the first time his family has been able to see him fight since the UFC in the UFC. And this was his seventh UFC fight. And his first five fights were at the apex, which your family doesn't necessarily get to see because they don't give out on these big arena shows. They give all the fighters on, on the card comp tickets, but they don't do it for the apex shows because there's such limited seating and they're selling those tickets for 1500, $1,700, $2,100 a pop. that they don't give that they don't give out free tickets to the fighters on the fighters on the car, on the cards, families, families, because, and you know, these prelim guys who are making 10 and 10, they can't afford, they can't afford $2,000 no. tickets after everything said, said and done, said and done. And, you know, that's another example of why these, why these, you know, fight and Porter's six UFC fight was in Perth, Australia. So we you know, trying to yeah, get he's your not family flying out, his family out there, family yeah. over there, over there. But that's another reason why it's imperative to get these apex fights because look how happy that guy was over the fact that his family finally got to see him fight in the UFC because they couldn't have the apex because, because, you know, of so many just restrictions and the fact that fact that, you know, they don't necessarily, he doesn't, he's not a well-paid guy, well-paid guy. And that also kind of looks bad for the UFC, UFC, you know, letting, letting everybody know, Hey, my family gets to come for free at these shows, but not these other shows. Just, you know, that apex, we talk about it all the time. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, absolutely. And this was, yeah, more obvious. And yeah, to see a guy so happy like that, it just, yeah. It, it it's so obvious. Um, all right, my number one star is uh, gonna be Kennedy and Jakuwu. Um, a couple years ago, we our buddy Garrett asked us to uh, pick a guy to keep an eye out on in the future, and I think that was my pick um, at the end of one year, maybe twenty nineteen. I think maybe twenty twenty. 2020 yeah and it took a while but but he's finally rounding into like a, a really solid fighter you know he's always had the the power but but he, he finished this one he got a standing guillotine choke over like a really tough opponent in devon clark and uh yeah big big win for him um matt steamroller not steam not steamroller not steamroller like bruce buffer called him um and, and <laughs> frivola and uh, he was a New Jersey boy, and the crowd just loved him. And he be, he uh, knocked out Drew Dober, and he was another one. He just came out there, uh, you know. He was he was going to knock out Drew Dober, like that was it. Like he wasn't going to stop until he did. And I Duber, Dober, I don't think knew what hit him. And uh, and the, the finish came. He hit him, knocked him down, and he dropped him flat. And then he went to the ground and he hit him with a couple super hard shots. And Dober was like fighting back kind of and and at the time the fight was stopped like he hopped right up and he was like what what's going on but but then he kind of stumbled a bit and i actually thought it was a good stoppage even though like i'm a big dober fan and yeah. i thought the ref could have let it go on and dober probably would have kept fighting and maybe would have even come back to win uh you know because he's just that kind of guy but at that moment that it was stopped it was the right stoppage i thought um and then uh my third star i don't know which ones you were saving for me but well, those I, two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that lost. And I'm going to go with Diego Lopez. Okay, that's a who, good one. 
he came in on short notice. Uh, you know, when we previewed the show last week, it was Bryce Mitchell and uh, that was supposed to be fighting here. And, and Evloev had taken that fight on short notice. So then he had a choice of guys to fight and he picked, uh, he picked Diego Lopez. And Lopez, on, had, I think this was on like Tuesday night or Wednesday yeah, morning on top of yeah, it. Yeah. And he had lost in the contender series. So, I mean, he was a guy that had nothing to lose and he came out here and he, he went for it, and he had a couple submissions that looked tight. I mean, I don't think they were as tight as, you know, Joe Rogan's always like, it's tight, it's tight. Oh, he's out, like every time, right? Um, and The old uh, Joe Rogan stay, yeah. stable. Oh, my God, it's in there yeah. deep. Oh, he's out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but he had a couple of those. But he hung on till the end, and Evloev, you know, he had a tough fight. And he's had a couple of those, you know, where, you know, like he's uh, he's undefeated, but – He's he's looked vulnerable, but I thought like I thought just an impressive performance from Lopes, and uh, hopefully he earned himself a job um, with with this um, that you know that he took that fight on five days notice and uh, and uh, is gonna you know get another fight against a guy more on his level hopefully because he was the biggest underground underdog on the card, but yeah. Um, I, uh, I thought, uh, yeah, good good performance from him. And, I mean, I could have gone with Claudio Rivera. That was the other one I would have picked. But, you know, I just – I don't – be honest with you, like I don't even really remember it other than <laughs> I, I won I, I won money on it. That's all. I was happy, and I'm not going to give a guy a star for that. Yeah. So uh, go through the rest of the results. Okay, here. before I go through the rest of this, I wanted to bring bring something up on the Matt Frivola front. Yeah. Okay, so uh, back in July, you know, 10 months ago, when Patty Pimblett – Beat oh yeah, Jordan yeah, yeah, Levitt, yeah. Jordan Levitt, and I was talking about about you know the perfect next fight for Patty is Matt Frivola. You know they went with the Jared Gordon Gordon fight, but I thought the Matt Frivola fight was perfect. Here I am, ten months later, I'm not. I am in no way, shape, or form booking Patty against Matt Frivola <laughs> for for a while. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and he called for that fight. And Frivola was calling for that fight, and Patty even said even said he'd run through he was even he even responded, said he would beat Frivola. But after this one, I'm like, dude, Matt Frivola would destroy Patty Pimblett right now. It, Probably. I mean, what's his submission defense like? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, that's curious, but standing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dear, dear God, I mean, standing like like I wouldn't even eat. Even try yeah, third so. straight first round finish from Favola. Yeah, so I mean, and here, here I was ten months ago thinking that that was yeah. a perfect fight, but I think that's that shows you how much Patty's kind of stock fell with the Jared Gordon fight, and how much Favola has come on in the last ten months. So uh, you know, oh, before you do the results, one more memorable thing from the post fight promos. Yeah, do you catch where um, Bilal Muhammad said that if you give him three weeks' notice, he could beat John Jones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, he's joking. He's joking around, obviously. <laughs> I know. And give me five days, and I can beat any welterweight. Yeah. I think that's what how he put it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he did take that uh, that Leon Edwards fight like on two weeks, two yeah, yeah, one or two weeks notice, notice, and he was doing fine there until the eye poke. So I think on a full camp like that, that's a great fight, and and yeah. we'll probably see it. So, yeah. um, all right, take but, us through the rest of these anyway, results uh, that uh, started off with a. Uh, a uh, catchweight fight because Joseph Holmes missed weight by three pounds, but uh, Claudio Ribeiro finished Joseph Holmes uh, TK on the second round. Uh, Holmes had a good start early in the first, but then Ribeiro took over and was rocking him and nearly finished Holmes at the end of the first. And then the second, Ribeiro was kind of started slow, but then came on and finished Holmes 
uh, punches. Very impressive finish. Then we had Ikram Alaskarov uh, knocking Phil Halls into uh, you know into the nether nether world uh, in the second in the two minutes. I, the I saw round. your comment, uh, "What a knockout!" And before I saw the fight, and then yeah. so I was waiting for it, and still when it happened, I literally screamed, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that, I mean, it was just a clean, an absolutely clean one punch knockout, and yeah. she probably and he did the like Ali pose over him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I think when people are looking out, uh, looking back at knockouts of the year, it's not the most flashy one, flashy one, but it should be mentioned. Yeah, and then, uh, closing out the early prelims was Parker Porter first round finish over Braxton Smith. Then we had a women's strawweight fight: Verna Jandirova scoring the upset uh, over Marina Rodriguez twenty nine twenty eight twice, and then thirty twenty seven. You know, I thought this was boring, and but yep. Jandirova clearly came in determined to out grapple Rodriguez and it worked in the first two rounds and it really thought it worked in the third round, third round, but Rodriguez did a lot of, did a lot of work from the bottom, bottom threw a lot of up kicks and landed a lot of punches. So I think you could give her the third, but Jandy Roba clearly won this one. And then we had a welterweight fight. Chaos Williams split decision over Rolando Bedoya. Uh, Bedoya had a 30, 27 scorecard and the other two were 29, 28. Uh, you know, this was super close fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought 29-28 either way or 30-27 Bedoya would be good scorecards. I had a 29-28 for Williams, but it was super close. Bedoya looked good. Uh, definitely won the third. And like I said, first two were toss-up. Toss-up Williams. Williams was landing hard shots on him and slightly outlanded him. Landed I had him. it for Williams, but I, I wasn't sure. Like I, you know, yeah. it was, it was very much the definition of a fight that could go either way, either way. And, and I was doing my recap. I think MMA decisions was like almost 50, 50. Yeah, that, I can see that. that. I was surprised by the 30, 27, but again, all three rounds were so close. It's not really a yeah. bad scorecard. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, then we had Kennedy and Chuck Woof, uh, Second round submission over Devin Clark. Devin Clark standing guillotine choke, and then Clark tapped. And, uh, you know, s- somewhat reminiscent of the John Jones, the Odo Machida finish. Yes. Yeah. Where the Chuck Wu uh, just dropped Clark and Clark went to the ground. Wasn't, didn't look as violent or scary as when Jones did it to Machida. Machida, like that one, just looked like a guy who was murdered, and this wasn't. This wasn't, but it was still like super impressive win from Inchukwu, and he's getting better every time he fights. So that's that's the guy. I think he's ready for you know rank competition for sure. And then yeah. uh, close out the prelims, Mavrovola first round finish over Drew Dober. Very exciting fight while it lasted, and uh, Frivola he got that crowd going because he was a local yeah. boy. And then kicking off the main card, um, Charles Jordan. Unanimous decision over Cron Gracie, 30-27 across the board. I thought this was one of the worst fights I've seen in a long time. Uh, and it was all due to Cron. He just Yeah, it's too he, bad because Jordan was, you know, he, it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he couldn't Cron couldn't do anything on the feet, couldn't take Jordan down. So he was just pulling guard, guard throughout the fight several times and was doing a lot of butt scooting on the ground yeah. and just, it didn't make for, for, uh, for much entertainment and Kron, it was his first fight in almost four years and he didn't look like he belonged in the UFC. Maybe, you know, if he can, 
be active. We'll see something different because because his first fight when he beat Cubs Watson, he looked good. And but his last fight, he just like I think it was. Or did he lose the Cub? Was it Caceres that he beat? Um, he he beat Caceres. Yeah, when he submitted yeah. Caceres in the first round, it looked really good. And then he lost to Cubs Watson, and they had a that was a good, really good fight. They could have gone any other way, and and that one was kind of. When he lost the cub, it was because he kind of stood on the feet too much, yeah. too much. And now this one, he tried to go back to the grappling. But Jordan was a black is a black belt jujitsu, knew how to defend all that, all that. And yeah, just uh, I did come out of this weirdly interested though. I'm like everybody's just like cut Kron. I'm all like, you know what? Give us Ryan Hall against Kron Gracie inside the octagon. Are they the same yeah. weight class? For some reason, I thought, same... Ryan, I thought Ryan Hall was a welterweight. No, Ryan Hall's a a one forty fiver. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, so, that's yeah, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, just just make that fight. Just do it. You know, yeah, loser leaves. Yeah, loser leaves, and maybe winner leaves. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you almost rather see that in a grappling match, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, but just let just let them try to battle on the ground. Let's just do it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Yeah, sure. And and uh, then we had uh, Mavzari Vloyev, unanimous decision over Diego Lopez. Very entertaining fight. Diego Lopez gave it his all. Ivloyev looked looked good considering the short notice. Short notice and against a guy he wasn't really prepared for. Prepared for and a lot of fun grappling exchanges. Exchanges. So yeah, that that's kind of that was that was definitely uh, probably the best fight on the card. Either that one or the Dober fight. And then we had Bilal Muhammad over Gilbert Burns, and then Sterling over Sudo in the main event. And uh, Jan and Andraj. Oh, Jan and Andraj. I'm yeah. sorry, I missed that. No, that's good. Um, the uh, the bonuses went to uh, uh, Jan Janan uh, and uh, Matt Favola for um, the finishes. And fight of the night, as you said, was Evloev and Lopes. Uh, we had uh, 17,559 at the Prudential Center and a huge five point almost two million dollar gate i mean it's funny because and 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 ufc also got paid a site fee for the for yeah. new jersey for the show and that's going to be happening a lot more i think um the uh they so you look at this and 5.2 million dollars and and you know you know the big talk among a lot of the you know fans of this network is the big aw show you know that did incredible you know credible numbers for those the one they have coming up in in the uk but they did over three times as many tickets and you know a seven point i think it's seven point seven million dollar gate or something like that but i mean you know like that shows how high these ticket prices are like it's just insane like ufc just and, and this is for Aljamain sterling and henry cejudo you know like they they just can't do no wrong right now um you know that's almost three hundred dollars ticket like wow and uh, and I think if they went back next month, they'd sell it again. Like you know, even with this bad card that they did, uh, I mean, it's so hot right now. I mean, we got to we can just point at Vancouver. Yeah, sold out game. instantly, right? Sold out instantly with a with <laughs> a main event of uh, Pena and Nunez. Yeah, Nunez when the tickets went on sale, and now it's even. We'll get into we'll get yeah, into that here in a bit. But yeah, Pena Nunez, which aren't exactly draws. Like I don't think this show did much on pay per view. Probably it's not like bottom level, but I, you know, I'd be shocked if it did two hundred thousand. I but. mean, even this upcoming weekend show in Charlotte for for a show that's starting at um, what noon local time. Yeah, now I mean it's sold out too, pretty much. Wow, 
That's a big arena. I think there's too, only right? a, yeah, I think there's only a couple hundred hundred seats left, and that one can seat shit twenty thousand. Yeah. I think that's not a bad card though, and we'll, we'll talk about it later. But it's actually a pretty solid card. Like you know, other than the main event, it might almost be better than this. This main events, week. main events, very intriguing in my opinion. Well, it is, but it's not. We'll like, get into yeah, it. it's not like Sterling and Cejudo. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, another good week for the UFC. Um, and uh, and then next up, uh, we will. Uh, we do a quick uh, preview here for Bellator. They got a show coming up this weekend from uh, Paris. Um, and Paris, it's, uh, France. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, Paris. Uh, Fabian Edwards uh, against Jagard Mousasi. Uh I guess the one we could pronounce, Mansour Banwai. Uh, and Thibaut Goti are fighting on the card as well. But uh, Jagard Mousasi and Fabian Edwards, uh, Leon's brother in the main event, uh, middleweight fight. Um, I guess probably basically a title eliminator. Um, and yeah, uh, it is, it is, yeah, uh, officially. And, and then the other big one on the card for American fans would probably be Douglas Lima fighting against uh Costello Van Stevens. Yeah, the uh, so, uh, Brent Primus and Mansoor, however you say his name is, yeah. that's uh part of the Bellator Lightweight Grand Prix. That's oh, right, on. right, right, yep, yep. Uh, then yeah, Primus, former uh, fluke champion. I believe, right? That's the guy that beat Chandler. Yeah, Chandler. When Chandler had the drop foot. Yeah, a couple interesting names on the prelims: uh, Denise Keelholtz, the uh, former uh, kickboxing world champion. Uh, Brett Johns is uh, on the card as well. Uh, former UFC buried way down in the prelims. Uh, there's like 17 fights on this card, and uh, Oliver Encamp as well is another, I believe, former UFC fighter uh, on the card. So. Um, yeah, interesting show from, uh, and it's Friday afternoon, uh, noon on Showtime. Uh, although, no, I imagine they'll air that later. That's not, it's not live, is it? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. It's also YouTube in Canada, prelims on YouTube. I, it doesn't, yeah, I don't really know. Um, they'll probably, I mean, even if they do live, they'll probably air it in the, in the evening as well too. Uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, Friday. And then, uh, Another busy weekend on the regional scene. Uh, we've got an Aries FC show on Thursday on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, from pa- Another one from Paris. Um, and uh, CES on UFC Fight Pass on uh, Friday. Um, that's, uh, that's another one of those New England shows that they do all the time. Yeah. And we got uh, KSW. William, William Knight back on, is fighting on Is he on show. the Oh, yeah. He's in the main event, eh? The, yeah. And he's fighting a heavyweight. Yep. Yeah, which I probably should, <laughs> based on didn't he miss weight by like twenty pounds or something? Or is that am I thinking yeah. of somebody else? Uh, he missed weight by a lot. I don't know about twenty, but it was yeah, 15, it was, maybe. and he looked and he looked bad. Yeah. Um, and KSW, those shows are always fun. That's uh, airing on Fight this weekend uh, on Saturday afternoon, and uh, yeah, a bunch of just like i pay-per-views but oh oh uh, yeah lfa that's the following week so yeah uh a bunch of i pay-per-views from like commerce california and indiana and stuff but those i don't know who's fighting on those but those are the big ones is this wait a minute uh mcfc from rochester i see a name here I yeah i think I'm it's right travis view yeah yep. yeah it is. <laughs> it's travis view <laughs> 78 and 22 uh 
<laughs> I might well might try to find that one on YouTube. Um, it's 15, 13, and two. So yeah, yeah, it should be fun. And he's like thirty nine as well. So View is probably going to win that one. Um, doesn't see what else is on the card, but I'm sure that'll be up on YouTube at some point. So that's from Rochester. I could drive down there. It's pretty close to me, actually. Don't waste your time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So that's the regional MMA. A lot, a lot of good stuff. Um, so uh, back to Bellator. Um, the uh, couple weeks ago, uh, we heard that PFL was interested. Hey, in hey, buying... we're, we're forgetting about another sh- another show this week. Are we? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at the notes. <laughs> yeah, we talked uh, yeah, about it. A... Of... Yeah, there's a big yeah, UFC yeah. this week. Uh, yeah, sorry, my bad. Uh, UFC on ABC. You just talked about it from North Carolina. Um, and yeah, it starts at noon. It's, uh, but it's, yeah, big main event, uh, interesting main event, a couple top 15 heavyweights, uh, Jerzen Shua, Rowan Struk, and Jolton Almeida. And, uh, yeah, tell us about this fight. Cause this is very intriguing. This, this is definitely feels like a setup to, for Almeida to get, get a big win because they want, they want to bring him up to be a heavyweight contender a very exciting fighter. Uh, he's uh, 18 and two, uh, 18 finishes, uh, four, four and in the UFC, all finishes, two submissions, two knockouts, uh, only gone to the second round, second round once during the UFC. Uh, just he's, he's impressive. He is. Yeah. He's impressive. He's, he's, he's great everywhere. he, he can beat you on the feet, and he can destroy you on the mat. He is a fantastic ground fighter, ground fighter, black belt in jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu, a guy who can jump, bounce back between heavyweight and light heavyweight. He's been fighting heavyweight. But Rosenstruck is a big – he's a big boy. Uh, all, Almost all of 265, knockout power, but his, his weakness is the grappling. And uh, so it's going to be very – it's be very interesting if Almeida can avoid getting hit. And if he, uh, if he, he takes him down, it's over. If he takes him down, it's done for. And, yeah. the, and the quicker he takes him down, the sooner. I think Almeida is going to win this fight, and I think it's going to be very quick. I don't know about the first round, but it's definitely going to. I have uh, definitely, if I'm betting, I go. You definitely go inside the distance. <laughs> you definitely probably go under two and a half rounds, and I, think I would go maybe, under one and a half. And I would maybe go under one and a half on this. Yeah, on this. But Rosen Rosen has, he's got the power though that uh, yeah. that you can't overlook him in this one. If uh, Almeida wins, I think uh, you go Derek Lewis, right? That's the next fight. Uh no, no. You go. You start talking Volkov, Aspinall. Okay. Cyril gone. Those mm. guys. Okay. So you go right past Lewis. Right past Lewis. Spivak, okay. you know, those yeah. guys. Spivak's in the, Yeah, I'd go. Yeah, Spivak's a good one. I just like, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking like Aspinall is, you know, kind of similar, uh, similar skill set as him. Like, I think that's a fight maybe like a year from now I'd want to yeah. see. Because, and we, here's why I say no to Derek Lewis. It's, It'd be a very similar fight to this one, and Almeida would run through him too. Okay, I'm just thinking he's a bigger name to most people. So bigger name to most people, but he's also on the very, very clearly on a downswing, on a downside. Okay. Downside. I don't. 
I don't know that a win over him holds any more weight right now than a win over Rosenstruck does. There's a, there's at least one other fight on this main card and maybe two that honestly could main event most weeks. Um, maybe not in an arena show, but um, certainly the co-main. Yeah, and it was originally supposed to be the main event of the show. Yeah. show uh, Anthony Smith and Johnny Walker. I don't know why they didn't want it to headline. That never came out. Anthony Smith said he doesn't care. Maybe Johnny Walker doesn't want to fight five rounds because we've seen him in a couple of five round matchups and it hasn't been hasn't worked out well for him. But yeah, this is super intriguing. Uh, Anthony Smith hasn't fought since July when he uh, it looked like he broke his ankle in that fight mm-hmm. with uh, Ankalaev and uh, Johnny Walker. You know he's he's been a roller coaster in the UFC. You know started off really high and then just had his downswing where he lost four, four out of five, but he's won two straight, uh, both in the first round over Jan Kudalaba and Paul Craig. And he looks like he's actually getting better. And, um, this is big, be a big test for him because Anthony Smith is back up to that level of competition. He was starting to get when he went on a slide. So this is, I think this is the most make or break fight for Johnny Walker. If he loses this, the, uh, he's never going to be a contender. And if he wins it, he's right there in the mix with those yeah. guys. I mean, these guys are actually ranked higher at light heavyweight than the main eventers are at heavyweight. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and really bigger names too, I think for yeah. most, most fans. Um, and, 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 you know, and then, like I said, there's like, you know, we've got a really interesting welterweight fight, a couple of actually really interesting welterweight fights. And then, well, another welterweight fight, like probably like the most well-known fighters on the card, maybe for most yeah. for a lot of longtime fans, Matt Matt Brown and Court McGee. Like this is a like pretty solid card. Yeah. Um, so give us your three fights to watch, and there's a lot to choose from. Uh first one is gonna be one of those welterweight fights. Uh actually two of them are gonna be those welterweights. First yeah. one's gonna be uh Daniel Rodriguez against Ian Gary. That's uh, a great fight. Holy, that's God. a great fight. Ian Gary has they're throwing him into the fire now. Um, yeah, we, we've been talking about bringing him along slowly. Four and zero in the UFC. See now, two finishes. Uh, uh, you know he when he fought Gabe Green, he looked like he might have been stalling a little bit, a little bit on his progression. But his win over Song Kanan just two months ago now, two two months ago now, he was very improving. Shown lots, showed lots of improvement in that. Was back on, back on his winning ways, finishing ways. Uh, uh, but Daniel Rodriguez, I mean that guy, he's a fr- he was ranked, uh, fell out, fell out. But uh, but he's definitely like he's he's ranked competition. I'll put it to that way. In my opinion, he's ranked competition for Gary, and it's a big step up. For Gary uh, Rodriguez is coming off that loss to Neil Magny, but prior to that, he had won, won uh, seven of his first eight UFC fights, and uh, yeah, so this is a big, this is a big test for Ian Gary, and for Daniel Rodriguez, it'll it'll put him right back in the in the in the mix of things if he gets a win here. Uh, second fight to watch, another welterweight fight, Matt Brown and Court McGee. Uh, the, <laughs> there's no stakes in this fight, honestly. It's just Two yeah. veterans, two old time. You know, this is a perfect kind of fight for both these guys. Two old timers against each other, haven't fought before. You know, neither one of them are on on the surge to, towards the title. It could be the last fight for either guy. 
you know, but it's kind of just perfect booking and they both, mm -hmm. they'll, they'll give you an entertaining fight. So that's, that's a big thing. And my third one is actually a light heavyweight fight. Carlos Ulberg against Ihor Patera. Uh, Ulberg has, uh, is a teammate of Robert Whitaker. Uh, has won three, won three in a row. Last two by first round knockout has looked really good in those, in those two fights. Uh, just getting better. And Patera was the guy who beat Shogun in Shogun's retirement fight. So maybe Ulberg will exact a little bit of revenge on him there. Uh, another one you could probably add to that list is one that I'm surprised isn't on the main card. Uh, Cody Stamen and uh, uh, Douglas Silva, DeAndrage. We're gonna well, we're gonna have a fight moved up to the main card. So oh, okay, so maybe so, it'll be that one. Yeah, um, which we'll get. In, which we'll kind of get into reason why later. So I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you uh, uh, three fights that uh, you know if if you're if you're running short of time or you, you know you're just bored. I, I'm gonna call them my piss break fights. Uh, that you don't need to see. Uh, Jessica Rose Clark and Tynera Lisboa. You can skip that one. Um, Jian Kim and Mandy Bohm. We don't, we don't need to see that. And uh, the headliner of the of the piss breaks, Carl Williams and Chase Sherman. Just find something else to do because Chase Sherman's getting knocked out. Like I, that is the most sure thing that's going to happen on this card, other than uh, the main event not going the distance. Is is that uh, Chase Sherman's just a punching bag if he even makes it into the octagon? Yeah, I'm gonna I'll hold you to those words. No. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, those. If, if, if get, Jessica Rose, if he Clark, doesn't get knocked out, I get to shame you next week. Okay, that's fine. If Jessica Rose Clark and Mandy Bohm have good fights, I'll eat my words too. But I can't see that happening. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what, what, why is the fight getting moved up uh, or are you we'll going to get through we'll, it as you go through the card? Okay. We'll talk about it here in a bit. In okay. A bit. So that's it. Yeah. You can it, go through the card. It has, it has to do with, with card changes on some stuff. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. Okay. So, so take we'll us through the rest of the yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have, uh, prelims, uh, right now, if you look at all the websites and on your guide, it's listed as 1130 AM start time. It's going to be moved back to noon, back to noon start time, 11 in the central time. Moved uh, up to noon. Okay. Yeah, prelim, move back to noon. <laughs> Moved up? Oh, cool. Move back <laughs> Never to mind. noon. Okay, move back. All right. It's moving back on the schedule, so it's moved back. Uh, <laughs> All right, move on. So, uh, this is kind of an inside, inside thing. Yeah. Thing. Those who know the Discord know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was a whole, it was a whole lengthy debate about what 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 the phrase moved up, moved back, what what they actually mean by the for those but it's it, changing to it's 12 changing. it's yeah. changing to 30 minutes later start time okay but uh one of these prelims that i'm going to list it will be moved to the main card because they're going to keep the main card at five fights but yeah. anyway kicks off with a winner's band white fight jessica rose Car clark i guess the debuting tanara lisboa then we have a welterweight fight uh brian battle against gabe green a women's flyweight fight g on kim against mandy bomb and then lightweights, uh, Nathan Levy against Pete Rodriguez. Light heavyweights, Carlos Ulberg against Ihor Potera. Bantamweights, Cody Stamen against Douglas Silva de Andrade. Heavyweights, Carl Williams against Chase Sherman. And then the welterweights, Matt Brown against Court McGee. If I had to guess, uh, I would say first choice would be Brown and McGee to get moved up or Stamen and Silva de Andrade. But the, the, the listing I'm looking at already has Brown and McGee moved to the main card. Yeah. So I don't You're know if that's true or not. I, yeah. I look at ESPN. They haven't updated okay. anything. They still have four fights listed. But uh, main card fights are definitely – this kicks off at 3 Eastern time on ABC. 
uh, welterweights, Alex Morono against Tim Means. That's a hell of a fight right there. Two yeah. very, two very exciting fighters right there. Then we have Daniel Rodriguez against Ian Gary, Anthony Smith against Johnny Walker, and Jarzy Neal Rosenstrick against Jalton Almeida. Move that Brown fight to the main card. That's a really solid main card. Yeah, like it's not a pay per view, but it's. I mean, it's it's a perfect network TV card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, so, uh, yeah. So we'll look forward to that on uh, on Saturday afternoon, and it'll be in Charlotte, North Kakalaki, uh, in North Carolina, um, at the uh, Spectrum Center. So yeah, uh, looking forward to that. All right, and the uh, the what was the next? Oh yeah, the, so the what you got to talk about. Um, so a couple weeks ago, as I said earlier, um, there were there was talk that PFL was interested in buying Bellator, or maybe the two companies were going to merge, and that got shot down like super quickly. Um, but uh, the rumors are heating up again that uh, Bellator is for sale, and the leading contender is pretty interesting from all accounts. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Dave has talked about. I haven't heard. His, uh, I haven't heard. I didn't listen. But I've yeah, I've listened to everything so far. Yeah, but tonight, I mean, obviously. But. Yeah, like I, I've been going back six months. I've, it's no secret that belts were for sale, but it's it. It kind of seems like things are kind of coming closer because um, it seems. Uh, Ann Evans, he was longtime uh, UFC uh, PR guy, was big was a big part of uh, UFC Fight Pass launch and managing that. And a big part of the, the resurgence of the UFC Hall of Fame, as I say, mm-hmm. he's a big, big part of UFC for a very long time. Long time left left the company, and uh, he's working for Anthem Entertainment now. But uh, he says that he's hearing that that Bellator, uh, the announcement of a Bellator sale, could come as soon as June. Which, hmm. uh, and Paramount, Paramount, which owns Bellator came out came out recently with uh, their first quarter I think results and they're losing a lot of money and they're losing a lot of money on streaming on streaming their their streaming is not profitable unlike unlike Warner Brothers Discovery which 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 uh, had a 50 million dollar profit profit in the uh, in the first quarter on their, their streaming, streaming app sucks the Paramount one but Paramount one. yeah I mean I uh I use Paramount because I watch Beavis and Butthead, and it's got new Beavis and Buttheads. So I, I watch, uh, you know, just whatever the network shows are, like you know, yeah. like NCIS and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So, but uh, but yeah, but uh, anyway, no secret. Uh, as far as who's buying, buying. Now, this is just this is just a lot of inside talk, inside talk, and I think it's just rumored. I don't know. I don't know if it. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But if there was some combination of Disney or UFC purchasing Bellator, it would not surprise me one bit. If it, now, when you say UFC, do you mean UFC itself or, or Endeavor? I could see it being Zufa, but, but I could also see it being Endeavor, Endeavor doing it. But I could also see Disney. There's been some rumors and speculation about, about – uh, trying to turn ESPN into a combat sports destination mm-hmm. and adding Bellator to that service, you know, would be... So just putting them on plus? Yeah, would be, be a thing. The problem I see in that is Bellator has a lot of high-paid talent and a lot of 
and you have to put on a lot of shows and they are not a money-making company, which is why they are for sale. They, right. They're, and they're not going to make any money, make any money. So this is where I could see Endeavor slash Zufa stepping in and buying it and just shutting it down and taking, you know, doing what they did to strike force and WEC, just taking what they want and taking the video library to put it on, put it on UFC fight pass and just could they, buy Bellator. could they take it and just start running shows at the apex? They could, the they banner? could, they could do, do. That's another interesting thing that I've been thinking yeah. of. Like, like, you know, you get these UFC events out of the apex and use the apex as a home, as home for Bellator fights and make it your, your, yeah. you know, minor league. Run them on Fridays, you know, like, and, and, uh, you know, maybe you got people in Vegas that want to pay money to go see a Bellator show or yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you're not, you know, and, and if they can get money from ESPN yeah. for it, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, Ant seems to kind of know who's, who's the front runner, front runner. And I mean, I kind of know Ant a little bit and his hints kind of lead me towards the same kind of speculation, speculation. I don't think. I, you know, people were talking about him talking about it, thinking, oh, maybe Anthem are the buyers. I don't think nah. they are. And I don't think, I think if they were, he wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, but, that makes sense. And but, uh, but yeah, but yeah. They already uh, have a money losing MMA company under their banner. They don't need another one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I think that was one of my big predictions for the year 2023 is Bellator is going to be sold and, you know, it could be happening soon. So yeah. everybody keep an eye on it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they've never been colder, so it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, there's it honestly, every time you think and hear about Bellator, it just feels like a lifeless promotion. Yeah. No, I agree. It's like strike force after the sale. Yeah. It's like it, it exists. Like but that. Yeah. Yeah. It I exists, mean, it's not even, but... it's, it's, to me, it's like a distant number three and it might be number four now. I think PFL has surpassed it. Yeah, maybe one. One is weird. One is. Campbell McLaren will tell you that Combate is ahead of them, but has Combate even run a show this year? I think so. I think they run all the time. I could be wrong, but I haven't heard. I just bought something from them. I haven't heard anything about them all year. Oh, maybe you're right. Actually, I thought I had something from them, but it was Bellator. Yeah. Uh, just looking at my emails. Yeah, no, but you're right. No, you know, I, yeah, you're right. I think I you're right. asked about one a lot of times, and I still think yeah. that's a money laundering front. Oh, for sure, for sure. And obviously, PFL is as well. Um, you know, uh, oh, yeah, okay. I was going to say, I, I, we're going to hit the news, and I thought you'd forgotten something, but you didn't. So we will get to it. Okay. Um, all right. But our news rundown uh, UFC uh, 289. Yeah, the Va- Vancouver show. Uh, Julian Pena is out of the uh, trilogy about against Amanda Nunez. I think, I think a rib injury yeah. is a, I think she broke some ribs while training. I'm glad uh, I didn't speculate what I thought it was. So what? Uh, I thought maybe she was pregnant again. Oh no, no rib injury, rib, ribs injury. I think she's single now. I think the guy oh, that she? Okay. she had the baby with, they thought, I thought they were married or engaged, but I think they split up, but, uh, okay. but yeah, so that was, that'd be surprising. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, uh, Nunez will now be defending against Irene Aldana. Uh, yeah, worthy, worthy, worthy replacement. And uh, Aldana was supposed to fight Raquel Pennington on the May twentieth card, which is, you know, 
the next show after this upcoming show show and uh Raquel Pennington's now going to be the backup for for the uh title fight and uh the new main event for the May 20th show is uh, a fight that was supposed to happen this coming weekend uh they moved Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill back a week to headline the May 20th card That's is that first rounds. main event for both of them uh, uh, for Hill, yes, not for Dern. Oh, okay, okay. Dern's been, I think, in two main events now. Oh, really? Okay, it's been at least one. Yeah, one. I knew Hill wasn't, but I wasn't sure about Dern. So. It'll be Dern's, yeah, third main event. She fought Marina Rodriguez and Jan Zion in main event fights. Uh, so we have a UFC 292 location, and I think I know this. Okay, I think it's Boston, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. it is Boston. They, they said it on the card, I think. Yeah, John Anik said said it. I've been I've been saying saying for a while that the UFC is going to be in Boston yeah. in August. I didn't I didn't know if it was the 19th or the 26th. 26th. I knew it was one of those two dates, but it, I didn't know if it was going to be the pay-per-view or a fight night. But, yep, it's the pay-per-view in August. Dana's been uh, wanting to go back there for a long time, so yeah. it'll probably be a big card. Yeah. Um, maybe – no, we won't see Patty on that one, right? He said – Patty said he's not fighting again until next year. So Okay, okay. Because uh, they're trying to redo Khan. Yeah, I mean they want to do they want to do Sterling and Sterling and uh and uh Sugar Sean. All right, as show. a main event. As a main event, and yeah. if they can't do that, maybe it's Jamal Hill and and uh, Yuri. Who knows? Yeah, that's got to be. They do have that. Event. They do have that late July show in Salt Lake City. That's going to need a main event too. They got a UFC's running a lot of cards and running a lot of pay per views this year. They're running two more pay per views. It's fourteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they don't have they don't have the fights no. for the schedule. They don't. No, no. It's funny because you've got so many titles, but yeah. just for various reasons. And we got so many titles, but this. And I was talking to to our buddy James, who lives in Boston, who's asking me about what the main event. And I go, and we were talking. I mean, and we've both been watching the sport. You know, we predate you, but we go back to yeah. And James, I know, goes back to the to the. He he so thought I was the, at UFC 100. Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes back to at least the spike start, maybe sooner. And I go back, you know, almost to day one. But we were talking about this isn't 2006, 2007 anymore, where where your champions were fighting three to four times a year. These no. champions these days, I mean, if you can get two fights out of them a year, you're lucky. You know, except for Adesanya, Adesanya, yeah, and maybe Volkanovski, but but like. You know, once or twice a year is all these guys are wanting to fight. Moreno, I think, right would now. do would do three, but yeah. he's not a headliner. I, well, I guess yeah. he is now, but he wasn't yeah. always. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not today. I mean, I was just, just talking about when you look at 2006, Matt Hughes. Like, Matt Hughes fought May, September, and November. Chuck Liddell fought, fought uh, February, August, and December. Tito uh, used to fight every second show. Yeah, Tito was fighting three times a year. Heavyweight title was getting defended three times, three times a year. Just GSP yeah. was fighting three, four times a year. Yeah, DJ Penn, you know these guys are fighting all the time, and now you know your superstars, your big names are fighting once every two or three years, much less once a year. Yeah, so, it's pretty sad. It's um, pretty. It's and it's money too. I mean, yeah. I mean, money's the root of everything. These guys are making a lot of money, but also if UFC would be paying them paying them to fight often you know these guys would fight more often too um dustin poirier he he's been he's been yelling on twitter for the last three months about wanting to fight and you know he's sitting on the sidelines 
Oh, give him Matt Frivola. Um, <laughs> uh, well, speaking of guys that never fight, uh, John Jones. John Jones, yeah, he uh, he was openly talking. He was openly talking about you know it, it may be Stipe and Dunn unless Francis comes back. You know, well, you've we, been talking about that. So. We're talking about that. I mean, it's no surprise that you know it's going to be one fight at a time for him. Time for him, you know, just just. But yeah, that's Good you know, like, like I keep saying. Like I keep saying, keep saying, uh, uh, you know, if he fights Steve Payne is done, don't be surprised. And now he's publicly talking about it. It's not a money thing because because he's got a good deal and it, and he's going to get paid every time he fights. It's just a matter of matter of he's getting paid so much that you know maybe he doesn't want to commit, doesn't want to actually fight all eight fights that he signed for. Yeah. Uh, all right, and uh, Cyborg, yes. uh, re-signed with uh, speaking of Bellator, yeah, Cyborg yeah. re-signed. Jeez, she might get stuck back with Dana when all said and done. Yeah, well, um, Dana doesn't have to deal with her. Hunter Campbell can. That's true. Uh, she, uh, I mean, with the last time she signed, they said it was the largest contract in the history of women's MMA. They're not saying that this time. No. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, but uh, they, there is a couple interesting fights on the horizon for her with uh, Kat Zingano and Sarah McMahon. Yeah, um, yeah. Which uh, still still avoiding the fight that yeah. everybody wants to see Kayla. Her, Kayla Harrison and Kayla's very outspoken, and so was PFL. Being yep. basically said we we made you an offer for a lot of money, and you chose to go back to Bellator. So it makes of, me wonder, though, if um, if if let's say they do get bought by either ESPN or UFC, it probably makes uh, interpromotional fights a little bit easier, you know, because you know, yeah. like if it's ESPN, let's say that buys it, they could probably like you know make it worth UFC's while to like have a fight, you know, between a Bellator champion and a UFC champion yeah. if they think it's you know, going to make some money. Yeah. That just fold everything under the UFC banner. Cause yeah, as we, as we know, the, UF, True. the UFC is what draws not MMA. No, but you could probably get some mileage out of, let's say yeah. like if it's, you know, like the Bellator, like if it's Patricio Pitbull coming in as the Bellator featherweight champion, and he's going to do a unification match against, um, uh, you know, against Volkanovski like that, it, that's a better, that's a more marquee fight than just having Patricio Pitbull challenge for the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, and Paul Craig, is this what I think it is? Well, no, you talked about the wrestling. He's moving down to middleweight. He is. He oh, to, okay. He wants to fight Sean Strickland. So, Oh, well, Hey, I'm in for that. That can be a, you, that can be on the next London show. Yeah, why not? Well, Book it. Well, Sean Strickland's fighting July first, but oh, okay. So probably gonna have to wait a bit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he. I mean, he's. You know, it's fun. Like that. He's pretty jacked at two hundred five. Like I'm. It. I don't know how he's gonna cut to one eighty five, but yeah. I guess he thinks he can. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Oh shit! I just. Uh, that was it, right? I. I just well, yeah, accidentally. Oh yeah, your fight announcements. Yeah, sorry, I accidentally deleted the thing. Um. So yeah, go go with your uh, fight announcements. Yeah, not not a lot this week. Just a few I'll highlight. UFC Fight Night on on uh, June third. Andre Arlovsky, he his UFC career wow. continues on. He's fighting Dontel Mays, uh, Jamie Malarkey against Guram Kutaladze, also on that show. Um, UFC Fight Night in Jacksonville, June twenty fourth. Couple fights at a few fights added. Uh, Neil Magny against Phil Rowe. Uh, Gregory Rodriguez against Dennis Tallulan. 
Justin Taffa against Austin Lane. Austin Lane is making his UFC debut. He's a former uh, NFL player. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the, this is oh. a show that's in Jacksonville, so nice. he'll have a lot of a lot of fans there. And then Randy Brown against Wellington Terman. Uh, UFC 290, the uh, International Five Week, very intriguing uh, bantamweight fight between prospects. Christian Rodriguez against Cameron Simon. And uh, that's about it. On the, on Simon's the uh, the South African kid that uh, just turned twenty one, right? Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, uh, Andre Arlovsky, if uh, if you if you had to put money down on January first, twenty twenty, about who is going to have more UFC fights left in their career, Andre Arlovsky or John Jones? I think you could have got really good odds on if you would have picked Andre Arlovsky. He's had nine fights since January 2020. I might have picked him for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, would you think he'd still be around nine fights in? And not only that, that his record would be six and three yeah. or six and two, actually. Um, you know, the ninth fight coming up. Like, that's crazy. John, he has more wins in the last three years than John Jones has in the last six years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's insane. More power to um, him. Yeah, no, that's great. I hope he's still fighting when he's 50. I bet you that's a goal. I'll be honest with you. And he's not that far away. What is he now? Uh, 45. 44. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, but, he, I mean, it's not like he looks bad. Every time he fights, I say he looks better than he did when he was champion. The last fight, he kind of looked bad. But, uh, you know, that was Marcos Rogerio de Lima. He's pretty tough. So that's going to do it for this show. It was a nice – it was a fun show. It was uh, it was a busy show, and uh, I want to thank you uh, all for listening. And uh, Ryan, uh, where can the good people find your stuff? Always, you can always find me on Twitter at Ryan J Frederick. Uh, you know, not a, not as active lately for various reasons. <laughs> various reasons, kind of just taking. You lost your blue check mark. No, I'm just kind of taking a social media break, except on fight nights, fight nights, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, I post every once in a while there. But uh, also, you know, you find me more on the figure four on the F4W board lately. Lately, dropping some, dropping some tidbits on some stuff that you know. But uh, but also, yeah, uh, front Wrestling Observer newsletter and Figure Four online for all your UFC coverage. Tell me, I got to get back on the board if I want to hear your stuff. Um, oh, it's a lot about the a lot of just. TV speculation. We talk about it in the Discord. Yeah, you know, know. ain't nothing yeah. you don't you, you haven't you and me haven't talked about. Uh, yeah, you want to get on the Discord too, and if you're not already on there, uh, just send uh, GG uh, GG at fightgamemedia.com a uh, uh, email and just let them know you want or, to be on the Discord. Or you can send me a send me a message. Oh, you can get them on in Twitter. Too? Okay, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I have admin powers. So okay, I can get people in. Yeah, I don't. Unfortunately, they they know better than to make me an admin. <laughs> there's there's only four there's only four of us. So I, it doesn't matter. I'm mm-hmm. I'm terrible. Um, and uh, you can find me on Twitter as well. And uh, some weeks I'm more active than others. And this past week I was I watched almost the whole show show live the UFC. So I'm on there and uh, giving my ice cold wrestling takes and. Uh, as well, uh, this week, we're going to have a special uh, live edition of the Dynamite Show, which is normally only on the Patreon, but we're going to be doing it on YouTube. Uh, so Wednesday, about 20 minutes after Dynamite ends, me and Jeff Hawkins will be doing a live show. And uh, if you haven't already, check out the interview I did with Chris Samsa on uh, my Grandpa Des YouTube show. That was a lot of fun. We talked about music, baseball, and even a little wrestling. So 
Uh, so yeah, so for Ryan, I'm Paul. Ryan, take us home like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week and enjoy the fights this weekend. Later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.